0: I want to tell you my secret now. My secret. I see death. Silent train is people! No. I am the father of all. What's in the box? You did it! Out! You blew it, blew it up! Damn you! Are! Hello, and welcome to Slate's Spoiler Specials. I'm Allegra Frank, Senior Editor at Slate, and I'm joined by Slate staff writer Rachel Hampton. Welcome, Rachel. Hi, Allegra. Thanks for having me. Before I get into what we're spoiling today, I just want to say happy birthday, Rachel. It's Rachel's birthday. (laughs) Thank you. We love a
1: little March pandemic anniversary.
0: <laughs> yeah, truly, truly. Yeah. It's not going to be Rachel's birthday when you're listening to this, but as we record, I'm just <laughs> going to make as many references to your birthday so that you can continue to feel somewhat sad about it being your second <laughs> pandemic birthday. Thanks. I love this vibe for myself. Um, I Will Will I ever
1: have a birthday where I don't think about the pandemic? Unclear. <laughs>
0: <laughs> not with me around, at least, Rachel. <laughs> Um, Well, other than spoiling Rachel's birthday, we are here (laughs) to spoil Coming to America, and that's to like the number, which is the sequel, long-awaited sequel to the Eddie Murphy 1988 classic, I would call it a classic, Coming to America. Um, It it is out now on Amazon Prime after a couple pandemic-related delays, (laughs) as is the case these days. And Rachel and I have watched it. We have thought about it and now we are going to spoil it. So Rachel, <laughs> my first question to you before we really dive in is what did you think of this movie? Um
1: <laughs> So we slacked a little bit about this as we were watching it, mm-hmm. but I just I thought it was really boring. Like I It's really hard to watch a movie In the pandemic, anyway, like my attention span is completely shot. And so things really have to be engaging and like combined with the kind of screener of it all, where your like email address is written across. It's like really hard to kind of get involved. But even with all of that, this movie was kind of uniquely just like not holding my interest at all. Like I was not invested in any of these characters. I wasn't invested in the romance, which is like normally what like keeps me going. It was just like, I kept looking at Twitter throughout it and I was like, this is not what I should be doing right now because I'm also <laughs> watching this for work. Like I have to actually pay attention. So it just like, I don't think it it built well on the first one. Like it very much felt like a, we need to do a sequel because it's like reboot era. Mm-hmm. So let's do this.
0: Totally. Yeah, I felt the same way. Yeah, when we were DMing and you were like, I was looking at Twitter and pausing the movie to look at Twitter. I was like, oh, Mm -hmm. girl, I'm not even pausing. (laughs) I'm straight up on Twitter, slacking you. I have one eye on this movie at this point. It felt endless at the same time, too. Like, it just felt like such a long movie. And I agree. It just it sort of feels... As though there was some sort of obligation, because yes, it's the reboot era, as you said. So there was some sort of obligation on Eddie Murphy's part, perhaps, to dive into the his oeuvre and find something <laughs> that they could very easily, maybe even cheaply, hastily bring back up, like resuscitate. I've read that they have been thinking about making a sequel for a couple years now although mm. at the same time it's we've had sequelitis for many years now so <laughs> that's probably still you know the the thinking mm. so there is at least that sort of okay this is a little bit of a passion project for him like this is something he's been thinking about for some time but yeah. we're going to get into the actual like nitty-gritty how this movie runs but i am completely on your page It is boring. Yes. (laughs) Just like,
1: for him to have been thinking about it for so long, where that came out the most, I think, was in the caliber of stars that he managed to bring together. Like, that was cool seeing how many, just how many people were involved in this. Like, it was... Like, the who's who of Black Hollywood. Like, I wouldn't have been surprised if Will Smith showed up at some point. He did not. Sorry to spoil
0: <laughs> that, But Don't apologize. That's what yeah, we're doing. We're here to
1: spoil it. Yeah, Will Smith does not show up. But he could have, and I wouldn't have been surprised. Mm-hmm. And so that felt kind of where most of the effort went. But other than that, I was just like,
0: I I don't know why this exists. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, we'll get into some of the other kind of like fun appearances. Um, But let's dive into the movie itself. So Mm -hmm. when we start, it picks up like, you know, in the present day. Mm -hmm. So thinking about the original movie set in 1988. So now we're zooming back to, or up to, I guess, 2020 or whatever, 2019. Mm -hmm. Present day. We're in Zamunda, the kingdom of Zamunda, and our beloved... Prince Akeem, (laughs) a.k.a. Eddie Murphy, is now King Akeem, or he's about to be, because Mm. his dad, King James Earl Jones, (laughs) is, uh, he's been on his deathbed for some time when we show up, which is, like, a sad thing to even consider ever possible.
1: Yes, definitely. I was like, let's not put this into the universe, but also I was really surprised that he wasn't king yet like i was like mm-hmm. james earl jones wasn't like young when this movie first came out yeah so for eddie murphy to still be prince at like 40 years well, however old he like he has teenage children i was just like yeah. clearly we wanted james earl jones to still be in this movie like it makes sense that this is like the passing of the torch but i was just like huh okay this is where like basically he hasn't changed much since the last time we saw him. Like, his position's fundamentally the same.
0: Yeah, exactly. So it is a weird sort of start where we still have Prince Akeem kind of needing to ascend to his position Mm -hmm. as King Akeem. But at the same time, he is thinking about, you know, his own heir to the throne. Mm -hmm. Like, they're already working on this lineage. And as you mentioned, he does have teenage daughters um, who's names are like tinashe which i yeah, thought was cute you was know like what's going on here <laughs> yeah i'm like you're just going through like my specific like r&b playlist and finding mm-hmm. some black women names to steal like it could have been beyonce and solange and, like, yeah i was kelly like Roland.
1: where's solange where's kelly like we're just gonna have tinashe and then what mika is i think his eldest daughter who is like theoretically the heir to the throne But apparently in Zamunda, the heir, the crown can't pass to women, which, you know, a little retrograde, but I I guess is the central tension of this entire
0: uh, movie, basically, is who's going to be the heir to his throne. Exactly. So we're presented with, okay, he only has these daughters and Mika is now 21, which in the original movie, that's when Akeem was set to be, you know, married off so that he would have his Future queen all set. Mm-hmm. Which of course, you know, he ends up ditching that plan, going to America, mm-hmm. marrying Lisa, the heir of her own <laughs> to her <laughs> own throne. So the McDowell of, family fortune. <laughs> the McDowell family fortune, which yes. I mean I'm a fan of because they do have a McDowell's outpost in Zamunda now, which is very yes. fun. I um, yeah, love that callback. <laughs> love that callback. Yeah. But yeah, so now, as you said, like there is that central tension of he has to find his heir, but he is still presiding over this very patriarchal society that Mm -hmm. because he's starting in the same position where we left him of not actually being the guy in charge, Nothing has really changed in that sense. Like, he still has to marry his daughter off or his oldest child off at 21. Like, it's still an arranged marriage. It's still, he needs a son, ideally. Like, she can't be queen because it has to go to a male heir, but he doesn't have one. Um, But then, of course, very shortly into this drama (laughs) of trying to marry off his daughter to ultimately a, a really shitty prince who shows up very shitty
1: i forgot what his name (laughs) is but i was just like um okay but this is what's going on he is the son of the brother of the woman that eddie murphy was originally supposed to marry and coming to america of what's the name of the country like next doria or something
0: like (laughs) (laughs) It might as well be. It's, like, Like, basically nothing.
1: Yeah, I was like, okay, I forgot the name of this country, but okay, here we go. Um, And so he, Eddie Murphy doesn't want to marry his child off to this, like, this guy's son, which is maybe, like, the first sign that Eddie Murphy has any thoughts about how to run this country. He's just like, I'm not going to make my daughter marry this, like, trash individual. Then James Earl Jones dies, basically. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Which is... right. What launches kind of this tailspin, which is as James Earl Jones is dying, he's like, you need to have a son to put on the throne. And Eddie Murphy is like, yeah, sure, fine. And we find out that back during the setting of the original movie, he had had a one-night stand, a drugged one-night stand.
0: Yeah, that was really... Please finish finish that and I'll tell you my angry thoughts on that. Yeah, he had a was one night a, stand.
1: He had a one night stand. Yeah, him and um Leslie Jones, like have a night together because Eddie Murphy's friend who was played by Arsenio Hall, whose name I'm forgetting, um, Semi, <laughs> Semi, <Semmy>, yes, <laughs> yeah, but so Semi wants to get some basically, and he sets up Eddie Murphy with uh, Leslie Jones. And Leslie Jones gives him what I thought was a joint, but is laced with something else. Um, and so he hallucinates that he is getting attacked by like a wild boar or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is actually comes to fruit like light that he has a son from this drugged hallucinated encounter with leslie jones so the son is something like 30 like turning 30 that year so he just hasn't known about this child for 30 years because i guess simi assumed he was going to have a son with lisa but he doesn't um but please tell me your thoughts about this extraneous (laughs) bastard son born of a random hallucinated (laughs) Dubiously consensual (laughs) encounter.
0: I will say I do love that he consistently refers to his son, whose name is Lavelle, Mm-hmm. a.k.a. Jermaine Fowler, who yes. is beautiful, I yes. will say, Yes. Um, he, as his bastard son. Like, even when he's introducing <laughs> him to his children, yes. he's like, this is your brother, my bastard son. <laughs> yes. And by the you get I, to, like, the third daughter, Lavelle is just like, yes, I am the
1: bastard son. Please stop saying that.
0: <laughs> they get it. Yes. But, yeah, I mean, I thought that contrivance of like oh you do have a son I mean it's like you know it's a contrivance and that's fine I understand why they have to do it but the way they do it of like actually showing that scene of Leslie Jones and like you know de-aged Eddie Murphy having this horrible it's basically a rape right like he is literally drugged and it's played for laughs and that does not fly for me, ever in my life, but like, especially in 2021, um, watching this now. So, that was like an extremely disturbing detail that, you know, is meant to be like, oh, it's so funny. This is how he had his son. It was just like, still weird, roundabout way to introduce these characters that made me like immediately turned off by them. So, like, immediately I have this resistance, like, let's say Jones literally mm-hmm. raped the prince and now this is their. Result, and she's just like, "Oh yeah, okay, that's cool. I guess that is your dad. I was a hoe," which, like, yes, is kind of funny, but also Jesus,
1: <laughs> yeah, it's like. So they go to meet his, they go to America to meet his son, and it's just assumed that it is his son even though mm-hmm. leslie jones admittedly said that she was a hoe which like live your best <laughs> whole life i mean don't drug anybody but like other than right. that we we are sexually positive here like mm-hmm. live your best life but no one brings up the idea of a paternity test <laughs> like i'm just like wait so you're you self-admittedly did like you. she looked when she met akeem again she looked at him and she's like Oh yeah, you you are his father, and I was right? just like, wait, hold on. If we're having this moment, like, let's just do a little blood test. Like, like I I was really surprised because he's heir to yeah. a very like what looks like a rich country. And mm. I'm just like, no one has thought to raise the question of <laughs> the paternity of this child. Like, this seems like a mistake. Like, I thought that I was know. gonna be. The tension at the end of the movie, I was like, okay, so he's going to go to Zamunda, and they're going to do all this princely training, and then someone's going to be like, get a paternity test, and then at the end, it's going to be like, you are not the father, but he's still going to be like a a son in his heart. Yeah. But that's not what happened. It's just assumed. (laughs) It's just taken for granted. (laughs)
0: Yeah, it's like very. It's very bizarre. I honestly, I love this uh, head canon that you just <laughs> gave me of an ending. I think that would have been really cool, right? And interesting.
1: Yeah, and then it's, Mika it's, could have been queen, and it would have been like it would have made more yeah. sense where it would have just been like, okay, cool. Like she is queen because she is queen in her own right, not because mm-hmm. like Lavelle decided to abdicate the throne. You know, but no,
0: right. <laughs> that's yeah, not what happens. It's, it's <laughs> It is really lame, honestly, that, like, this has to be his biological son. And I get that he was like, I have never lain with another woman but Lisa. And then Arsenio Hall can straight up come and say, actually, you have because I was there. (laughs) Um, But it is still like, OK, really, we're just, like, fast forwarding. Um, So, yeah, like, he goes to America. He finds his son almost instantly, even though he lives in Queens. And, you know, there are millions of people in New York (laughs) City, but OK. Yeah. Yeah. He finds his son right after his son has gone to a really shitty job interview with Colin Jost. Colin Jost? (laughs)
1: Yes, I was like, Colin Jost really does play an asshole very well. Like, you look at his face and you're like, I want to punch you. So I was like, this this is a good role for you. But also it just felt like so shoehorned in, kind of. Mm. It was like, here's a short route to character development. We're going to put him in this job interview. He's clearly, like, currently jobless. He didn't finish college. Like, it just felt like a lot of exposition in, like, Mm -hmm. two or three minutes. And that's just, like, the substitute for his entire character development. Like, he pretty much doesn't change between that moment and the end of the movie.
0: Exactly. It's exactly that. And, of course, like, a job interview is kind of, like, an easy way to get all those details out. Because it's just like, and your resume says you're the sage and Mm -hmm. did this and blah, blah, blah. But yeah, being that it's Colin Jost, whose memoir I literally, for some reason, have in my apartment, and it is called A Very Punchable Face, so wow. that is, you nailed it. I didn't like, even know that. It really does feel like speaking to what you were saying before, even though he's a white dude, but like getting the kind of who's who of different mm-hmm. people in Hollywood. So it's kind of like, oh, he's like, you know, we're adding another SNL person in here since we got Leslie Jones. Tracy Morgan plays um, Lavelle's uncle, Leslie Jones's brother um so yeah after that job interview you know as Lavelle ceases to develop Eddie Murphy <laughs> Akeem Prince Akeem shows up and is like you are my son come with me and they're like well you're rich here's your suitcase that just fell open with tons of American dollars like thousands of yeah. dollars in it also gold just and like gold, gold yeah.
1: bricks with I think <laughs> Eddie Murphy's profile on them and I was, just, yeah. I was like this seems from a security perspective, not smart.
0: Yeah, you would have you would have thought that they had learned from the first movie when <laughs> they were robbed many times and it's fine. But they all <laughs> fly back to Zamunda with um, you know, Leslie Jones comes to and Surprise, they show up and he's like, By the way, Lisa, so I have a son. I didn't cheat on you though. I was I slept with her and I didn't know about it. Yeah. And she's chill with that. Yeah. And I have a son and he's here and also her his mom. And she's like okay, this is a lot. And we're also like, okay, this is a lot.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's this moment where she's like, why didn't I know about this? And I was like, he didn't know about this. Like, why yeah. are you not concerned about the fact that your <laughs> your husband had a drug like encounter mm-hmm. that produced a son that he doesn't know about? Like, I feel like you should be concerned about his mental health. Exactly. Also, I get that she, her primary concern is her daughter, where she's like, Why did you go all the way to America to find an heir when you had one right here? Right. Um, Which, like, is objectively true. Like, I'm just like... Akeem, you already (laughs) flouted royal rules by not having an arranged marriage. Like, it's Mm -hmm. one step further to be like, my heir is my oldest child who happens to be a woman. But... Exactly. It's like, where's the thought train here? Like, what have you been doing for the past 21 years and none of this (laughs) has occurred to you? Like, 31, because that's how old Lavelle is. Like, what has there been no growth in the last three decades
0: of your life besides wanting to marry Lisa? Yeah. That's part of that's another sort of tension that they introduce after James Earl Jones dies, and then Prince Akeem finally can become King Akeem. Something they talk about a lot is like, you need to be your own king. Just like same with Lavelle, you need to be your own prince as they're trying to train him to become a prince. Mm -hmm. At the same time, it's like Akeem needs to actually like shirk these patriarchal, you know, ideals that have been leading this country and actually go with those more progressive choices that he did make in the original movie of, like, going to America and finding a wife. But then we see he's just basically becoming his dad um, in an interesting way because, like, one of the key differences between this movie and the original, other than it being really bad, (laughs) because I'm a fan of the original movie and this movie sucks ass, but um, (laughs) um, is that – a key, like most of it is not coming to America, it's coming back from America, right? Mm-hmm. So we're seeing a lot of Zamunda, which we didn't really get to see or learn about in the first movie. Yeah. Um, and so a lot of the way we learn about Zamunda is through Lavelle being kind of trained to be a prince while Mika is very sad about it. Yeah. Um, and I, we'll get into like the prince training, but as we're reintroduced or really fully properly introduced to Zamunda, I'm, I'm curious what your thoughts were about, you know, how they presented it because I, that was something that really shaped me when with the original movie and then seeing now like, okay, this is their conception of Africa, especially now bothered me. So what did you think of like the Zamunda they started establishing for us?
1: Yeah, it felt um, like much of the movie underdeveloped. Um, as a concept, I was just like, hey, there was just this tick where people would just be like, in Africa. And I'm like, you're not just like, you were in a specific country. Like, let's, like, that's just one minor, like, vocal tick where I was like, can we not just say in Africa? And then <laughs> mm-hmm. there was also just like, it felt in a way like they were trying to evoke Wakanda, but it just didn't go anywhere. Like, mm-hmm. I, I just, I came away from it being like, what exactly is this country? What was the point of this? I kept comparing it to this. (laughs) I don't know if you read romance novels, but this is romance novel by Alyssa Cole. And so it's kind of like a coming to America, like, playoff where this woman is like, her parents leave her, like, home country, and she's raised in the foster care system in America, so she has no idea she's a princess. And the prince from that country comes to America to, like, bring her back, because they're supposed to get married. And so, this the country in that romance novel is just so much better developed than, like, Zamunda. I was just like, none of, like, I just kept comparing it both to that and to, like, the concept of Wakanda. And I was just like, I don't really understand what exactly this movie is supposed to be doing here.
0: Right, yeah, it's interesting because like, especially they've had, this is the second movie starring this place. Mm-hmm. So they've had a, a pretty a, had good a amount of, of time, time <laughs> to figure this out. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's what bothered me too. Like definitely Leslie Jones, before they go over to Zamunda, she's like, oh, like Wakanda. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's like a lot of people, a lot of Americans, Western viewers, cor- sort of touchstone for like fictional African countries slash kind of real African countries Mm -hmm. because most, you know, Western viewers in America especially are very ignorant about (laughs) Africa. Um, And this definitely plays into that of like, yeah, trying to create this utopia, but really it's like this very, Class based society where the royals, you know, get to do whatever they want and have fun fight training and <laughs> roam with the elephants in their backyard and have the royal ladies, you know, wash their royal penises and vaginas. And that part's always weird, but, um, always, yeah, you think. know, but then at the same time, like everyone else is like shoeless and wearing, you know, tiny tribal fabric outfits and headdresses which are not uncommon but you know it's just um still i agree like very underdeveloped and just kind of like a mishmash of what americans think of when they think of africa very broadly mm-hmm. and i felt like that was such a big miss here especially because yes this is the second time that we go to zamunda there's a good chance to like actually develop the history a bit more develop like The textures, but instead, I have no idea if this is supposed to be based off a real African country, and instead, it's just, like, a very disappointing we're stuck in the palace, and we're rich Africans, and then everyone else is, like, a tribal person.
1: Yeah. It was very strange to me, like, where exactly Zamunda's place was on, like, the international stage as well, just because Mm -hmm. at the very end of the movie, Lavelle, they're like, Lavelle's gonna be ambassador to America. And I was like... (laughs) Why? What? Like I didn't. What's going on here? Also, the fact that like they're like at one point, um, Arsenio Hall is like, you can't just walk around. You're the king. Like people recognize your face, mm-hmm. but no one does. And I'm like, isn't there like some like diplomatic like kind of protocol for how you're supposed to engage here? Like, what mm-hmm. exactly is? None of it made any sense. Like it just felt like a yeah. A, 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 they thought of the aesthetic of it first, and then they were like, okay, everything else is irrelevant. Like, we're just gonna put people in here. Um, Trevor Noah's appearance in this was also an interesting choice to me as well.
0: Yeah, (laughs) that was definitely... He played, um, like, the Zamunda News Network Mm -hmm. anchor (laughs) in, like, a terrible mustache. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, I mean, he's, like, actually, you know, one of the best-known Africans in America. So that was what did you think of that character who did appear, like, quite a lot?
1: Yeah, I was also just like, this is a... It felt,
0: again, like a plot device
1: where it was like, all right, here's how we're gonna, like, check in with the normal Zemundans by having, like, Trevor Noah kind of translate what's going on here. But Mm -hmm. I was just like, what is the point of your character in this movie? (laughs) Besides, like, kind of hinting at the turmoil within the palace? Like, it's like... It just felt like there were so many shortcuts to plot in this Mm -hmm. movie, where they just used random kind of interstitial characters as a way to get around the fact that none of the characters were developed in any meaningful or interesting way.
0: Right. Right. Yes, I think... I think that this movie kind of was developed like plot first, for sure. It's definitely like shoehorning a lot of these plot details, but then also like continuing to just focus on the plot, even though it clearly doesn't seem to have enough time to actually be considerate of the plot. Mm -hmm. Um, Which I think brings me back to, so speaking of the plot, there is this huge part, which is around like preparing Lavelle to be a prince, basically like in order to actually assume the title of prince the the family including like mika is like well let's actually see if he can do it first so they put him through yes this like prince training which involves learning the history of Zamunda, which is really just like remembering his ancestors names and then some other trials two of which really stood out to me um because again it was like just very much plot not really developing the character in any meaningful way and just kind of fast forwarding from like him not caring to him suddenly being an expert. But um, one of the training sequences that also made me think like, oh, this is what you think Africa is, was when he had to like get whiskers from a lion and when we were DMing, you were like, "Yeah, those CGI lines," and you're like, "Oh God, yeah, I did they were so bad. Like, it they just were so bad. Me. Yeah, so bad. Yeah,
1: all the CGI and anim- like the elephant. No. I was just like, I know maybe you couldn't afford like a real elephant, but then I kept thinking about. And you've watched the first one recently. Is the elephant in the first movie real?
0: Um, I think it was actually because okay. it, it's the same elephant, which is cute, or like it's yeah. supposed to be the same elephant, but yeah. Times have changed.
1: Times have changed, and we're all just fine with CGI animals, apparently. Like, I understand you don't want to put, like, Mm -hmm. Jeremiah Fowler in a fucking cage with a real lion. Like, I get it. I understand that's not, like, a thing that you want to do. But I was just like, this is—I don't like the way this is going. But, yeah, the entire you have to get the whiskers of a lion thing, I was just like, what is going on here? (laughs) Like, there's so many— it just, it felt, like, so weirdly outdated, like, as a con, like, a, for, like, a modern country, where I was just, like, what exactly is, it just made me curious about, like, what the, what the, what do the royal family actually do within Zamunda? Mm-hmm. Like, is it like, a parliament? Like, is, are they just, like, figureheads? Right. Because like, I was, like, if this is how you're preparing to be a prince, like, what about the actual, like, ruling part? Like, is he going to meet any, like people within the country to find out what they actually need
0: like yeah so I felt I felt the same way about like what is this country supposed to be that we are subjecting the prince to like being attacked by a lion having to pull a whisker like what does that actually say about his ability to be a prince because Akeem does not seem like a person who has ever had to interact with that or like but also maybe like maybe that's what it means to be royalty—that you're attacking or defending yourself from lions. Maybe <laughs> seems Who like knows, a, I've I've never been a royal, so maybe maybe that's what all royals have to do.
1: I mean, true. Maybe that's what Meghan and Harry were doing, and that's why they peaced out. They were just like, "Fuck that shit! I'm not putting myself in danger for this white ass bullshit." But like, right. <laughs> I just it I was I just didn't understand like what exactly the point was of. Also, like, why did he need to find an heir immediately? Like, I get that they were like, oh, you're going to get assassinated within a week if you don't find an heir. And I was like, that's a pretty good reason. (laughs) I was like, that's a good reason. But also, that seems extreme. Like, why did they wait until his dad died to assassinate him? It would have seemed smarter to do it beforehand. Not This is true. Plotting for political assassination. (laughs) But also, like. Just had so many questions,
0: (laughs) right? It's like they're super fast forwarding because, yeah, like Wesley Snipes is the general of Nextoria, as we've named it, is like super. He's just like, I think it is honestly, like that's (laughs) how little they care to develop this, but um, he, yeah, he's like very anxious about. I need you to reunite our countries or I will kill you. So get this prince ready to go and he'll marry my hot daughter who we'll get into in a second. But the other prince trial, like the final one that really disturbed me was the royal circumcision, (laughs) which was, oh, and they were like, so basically, like, the final step is he has to be circumcised, which he argues, I already, you know, that's the thing we do in America pretty often. Done that, been there, doesn't matter. <laughs> been I there, done th- that. Don't, don't anything Don't want to think about the here. logistics, right? No. And uh, that was very disturbing. So, yeah, what do you, what did you make of that and where it kind of left us, which is like, he can be prince because he got his extra foreskin cut off that he already didn't have.
1: Yeah, I mean, also, he didn't even get it cut off. Like, he, they were playing mm-hmm. a joke on him.
0: <laughs> they yeah. were just like,
1: oh. Which was, uh, I mean, I get, like, in the moment, like, you, you can't understand what's going on when you think your dick's about to get cut off. Like, I don't know what that feels <laughs> like, but... <laughs> yeah. Like, he was just like, he holds up, it's a potato in this box. Mm-hmm. And so they cut it off. And so the guy, who is this, like, weird medicine man,
0: mm-hmm. bull- like...
1: Character, uh, like eats the end of a potato, which like you're not supposed to eat raw potatoes. It's really bad for you. Um, <laughs> he eats the potato, and he like Jermaine Fowler's like, what the fuck is going on here? And then they pull it out, and they're like, oh, it's actually just a potato. And I'm like, wouldn't you have like noticed if the tip of your dick didn't get cut <laughs> off? I don't know. Maybe you don't. I don't know anything about having a dick. So like, I can't this really... This I can't speak to this experience. I just feel like you would have noticed that your, the tip of your dick didn't get cut off. But so, like, the point of the trial is that he's, like, willing to give up what's most important to him, which is, like, his pride. Mm-hmm. And I was just like...
0: That doesn't seem like a thing that any of the royals have done. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was like, A,
1: all of you seem very proud. I don't know mm-hmm. what you're
0: talking about, pride here.
1: What does this have to do with ruling a country? Like, I where are the diplomacy lessons? <laughs> like, this feels like there was more development of what to do for a country in Princess Diaries than there was in this movie. Yeah. Like <laughs> This I is just, so true. I was I was so confused. Um, yeah, I I the prince trials were just and then somehow he managed to get Mika to like be on his side after Mika was upset. And I was like, Mm -hmm. I don't think Mika should have given in so easily to, like, you being the new prince. I mean, I love Kiki Lane. She deserves better than this movie, to be completely honest. (laughs) Um, But I was just like, I don't like how quickly everything is coming together. Like, there's no real friction
0: to anything happening here. Totally. But the only sort of, like, opposition, I guess, that is there is, and uh, as I said, we will get to the hot daughter that you might be <laughs> betrothed to, but there is this sort of, like, love interest that mm-hmm. Lavelle has. So yeah. in my doc of, like, notes, I literally could not <laughs> remember her name, which, again, speaks to the <laughs> development. Um <laughs> I looked it <laughs> up, and it's Oma, I think. Um So that's her. But it's basically the royal hairstylist who, like, Becomes his friend and is the only one to tell him, hey, isn't it kind of weird that you're like immediately sacrificing your own ideals, whatever those may be, to just like, you know, join in on this thing where you don't even know this guy. Apparently he's your dad, but he's never been there for you. Like even now you don't have a relationship with him. You don't know anything about this country, but you were just willing to like be circumcised for it. Like, she's the only one sort of challenging him. Mm -hmm. So very quickly, he's like, "Ah, yes, you are so right. And then, of course, he's, like, falling in love with her right before this sudden betrothal scene.
1: Yeah. I, listen, I love a romance. I love a fast, like, falling in love timeline. You know? Mm -hmm. Like, I don't mind those things, but this made no sense. She does his hair twice, they have a conversation <laughs> mm-hmm. about how she wants to open her own barbershop. But apparently women can't open businesses in Zamunda. And I was like, you're telling me that, like, Lisa McDowell never raised any objections to how sexist this country was? Like, right. I find that hard to believe. Um, like, didn't they meet at a protest in the first movie? Like, mhm
0: yeah, literally, a like a black activist rally, and like I just she don't so believe so, she, that Lisa would be like, nope, women
1: can't own businesses in this country that I am mm-hmm. theoretically running. Like, and that's also what was weird. is, like her character was completely sidelined. When I'm like, you are also the ruler of this country. Like, you should have some input into what's what's going on here. That's why Akeem married you is because he wanted a partner, not somebody who would just sit quietly. Mm -hmm. And so I was just like, what has happened in the past 30 years to make y'all like this?
0: It's so true. Yeah, I was very disappointed with how wasted Lisa was. And even though she would, like, push back in defending, as you mentioned before, like, her daughters, especially Mika, saying, you have an heir right here. She's perfect. What about you, Lisa? Like, you've been just you're sitting queen. at home. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like you're a queen. What role model are you? Like, mm-hmm. you haven't been doing anything. We're hearing about how sexist this country is when you were like basically secretly running your dad's franchise and like being a community organizer, and suddenly you are a royal. So you just kind of chill out and like have beautiful big hair and. Take naps, amazing clothes. Like I love all your outfits, but what does that matter for how this country is being run, right? And it's it's especially disappointing too because, like, then we go into this betrothal scene. I just love saying betrothal, which is it's a great word. No, I'm into it. It's a great word. (laughs) Um, We go into the betrothal scene, and the whole thing is we've talked about is like Akeem had totally shirked that. Like he married Lisa because he didn't want to just marry. Some woman he was arranged to be with. And so, even though the circumstances here are like he's trying to unite the country so he doesn't die, are, you know, pretty serious, it was really disappointing to see how they like basically just allowed this to happen. And he was just like, okay, you just have to marry this person. We'll take a brief pause here to throw to an ad. We'll be right back. What if you could have a career? And we're back. Yeah, they
1: kind of framed it as Lavelle's choice because he was attracted to her. And I was like, there was a very cursory moment where um, Akeem was like, "Lavelle, you want to marry Tiana Taylor?" Which, if you say no to marrying (laughs) Tiana Taylor in the moment, I don't. I question everything about you. And he's like, "Yeah, I'm good with that." And it's like, "Okay, okay, cool. I guess we're gonna do this." Like, we we got rid of the arranged marriage because Lavelle very quickly consented to getting married it's also just like Lavelle you're 30 and you're not married currently which is not a problem but you're willing to get married within a week now like what has kept you from getting married up until this point if you're willing to get married now
0: yeah, I guess the the issue was that Tiana Taylor sadly was not in America because she's Samundian. <laughs> so had she been an American, as she is in real life, he he would have already <laughs> been married. I guess. Yeah, yeah. That, that's truly the only roadblock. It is weird yeah. how like. I mean, and, like, we don't know him very well, so maybe that's just the kind of crap he pulls. But, yeah, right, it's good to remember, like, Tiana Taylor showed up and immediately he was, like, she's hot, because she is. And then, you know, he's cool with it. But then it does shift a bit, because now he's in love with the Mm -hmm. hairdresser binge. And (laughs) (laughs) so we do have this dance sequence that's basically, like, you know, mimicking one of the... Most memorable sequences from the first movie, which is where they have this really beautiful, elaborate dance before introducing the um, bride to be. The, the difference here is that Tiana Taylor is an amazing dancer, so she actually like leads it. Yeah, honestly, that was like probably my favorite scene. Oh, 100%. I love her. I yeah, love Tiana and-
1: Taylor. I was just like, I want more for Tiana Taylor in this movie. Right. Like, where where's she going after this movie happens? Like,
0: yeah, <laughs> what's she up to? <laughs> Right. Especially because she apparently retired from music. So I just have a lot of Tiana Taylor grievances um, right now, but she led this amazing dance, but then she sucks like completely wasted. Yeah. Like afterward, it turns out, even though he w- was into her cause she's hot, she's exactly like that woman that Akeem didn't want to marry in the first movie where it's literally word for word, the same um, conversation. Mm. You know, having just watched it and now clearly being uh, someone who memorized the script or whatever. Of Um, course. It's like (laughs) word for word, same conversation where she's like, I like anything you like. I want to do anything you do. And it's like very disturbing, of course, to see Tiana Taylor in that role. But just Mm -hmm. upsetting that this is kind of what we're seeing potentially the average African woman being seen as in this movie.
1: Yeah, it's very much like, okay, Akeem's daughters aren't like that, but that's because their mother is Lisa. Mm. Oma isn't (laughs) like that, but, like, she's apparently the only one who doesn't have an issue with the fact that women can't own businesses. Like, it's Mm -hmm. just very uh, uh, a weird setup. Because his mother, Akeem's mother in the first movie, was kind of pushing Akeem's father towards being more progressive, like, as the movie, like, went on. Right, And so I'm like, what... What happened to his mother? Mu- like, what? I just really, I want to know about the three decades that happened in between the first <laughs> movie and the second movie more than I want to know what happened in this movie because I'm just like, mm-hmm. this movie would have made more sense if it picked up like immediately after that movie had ended than if it picked up 30 years later because like the fact that almost nothing has changed to the point that like this random outsider has to come in and like immediately shake shit up, you mm-hmm. uh, know, on a very basic level, like not even like oh, we need to, like, I don't even know. Like, something that actually is relevant for 2020, it's like, oh, we have to do the very bare minimum and let women (laughs) own a business and, like, be able to inherit the crown. It's like, why are you... What's going on here? Right. What's happening?
0: Right. (laughs) I love the idea of it, like, even if it had picked up from, you know, where we left off immediately and then fast-forwarded or something. I don't even know. Or, like... With all the exposition, I agree. Like they should have at least filled in way more of the blanks between 1988 and now. Because I like, yeah. Why is not? Why didn't anyone say that the queen was dead in the beginning? She was way cooler than James Earl Jones. Yeah. Like, why is no one upset about this? Because I agree. Like, she was definitely more progressive. She wanted her son to be close to her. She was the one who supported him marrying Lisa, but. Suddenly, yeah, once she dies, of course, and the men are the only ones in charge, things of get bad again. Um, yeah. Which, yeah, naturally.
1: Of course. But it's also like, she dies, but Lisa's still there. Like, I just... Right. The way Lisa's character was treated, like, she didn't even fully speak up until, like, there's the night of the betrothal where um, Tiana Taylor and Lavelle are supposed to be, like, confirming that they're gonna get married to each other yeah but lavella's like yo i really love my barber so <laughs> i'm gonna get the fuck up out of here and go back to america which like this private jet moves at the speed of light i did not know you so could, fast so fast um and during the sequence of this party les leslie jones and lisa get really drunk together and they finally like Connect, which I'm like, Lisa, you haven't, theoretically haven't seen anyone from Queens in like 30 years. Like, I would think you would be more, like, I understand it's a weird situation, but like, I would think you would have been more happy about like having a friend from Queens, but it takes them both getting drunk together for that to happen. And then finally Lisa's drunk and then she's finally like coming after Akeem and being like, yo, what is wrong with you? You were supposed to be different. Like what's happened to the man I married? And I'm like, Lisa, where have you been for the past 30 years? Like... (laughs)
0: Why haven't you said this beforehand? (laughs) Right, right. Like, did he suddenly not be the same like did he yeah. suddenly change very dramatically? Cause it doesn't really seem like it, you know, like of course this whole air conversation must have come up many
1: times many by times. now. You've had three it's... girls at this point. Like it would have come like Anne Boleyn was killed after the first one. Like we had this conversation <laughs> before. There's no way. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yes, exactly. So yeah, it was just it didn't make much sense. Again, Lisa, very wasted. And I love that, you know, I loved when she brought up, I haven't seen anyone from Queens in forever, because I agree, like, that would have been a really interesting tension too. How did Lisa feel about having to move to this place of Zamunda, having three amazing daughters? Like, that must have been very hard for her. Mm -hmm. And we don't get really any insight into that until this very brief moment and, like, those snippets of conversation. Um, But as you mentioned, yes, like, Flavel ends up ditching Zamunda, going back to America with uh, his girl, Barbara girl. <laughs> and suddenly, they also have to get married. What did you think of that point? I was, Which so was very
1: confused. Weird. I was like, yeah. why are you? Okay. Because he, he decides to get married after he hears Akeem having a conversation with the, I guess, general ruler of... Next Doria, which is apparently like (laughs) a military run countries. I was just Mm -hmm. like, all right, that's weird. Like, that's regressive. But whatever. (laughs) Um, so he like they're having a conversation and he's like, You're more like your father than I thought you were to Akeem. Like, look at you using this boy as a pawn. And Lavelle hears this, and I'm and he gets upset. And I'm just like, Lavelle, you should have seen the writing on the wall. Like, Mm -hmm. you came to this country because they had money. Y'all were using each other. It was mutual. Why are you upset now? Like,. (laughs) Clearly, this man has children, and the only reason he wants you is because you are a son. This game was written before you the moment you stepped (laughs) off the plane. Why are you upset at this very moment enough to flee the country, to go back to America, to marry this girl from Zamunda? And I'm like, why are you getting married? You just met her a week ago. Like, it makes sense when you're like, oh, it doesn't make sense. But, like, when you're a royal, it's like, okay, we have to do this fast because royal protocol i don't know but there's literally no reason for them to get married in -hmm. that moment because he's not even planning to come back to zamunda like why are you getting married in queens like i fully did not and it was like okay if they were like really in love and it was like a really cute like little rom-com story and i was like investing them
0: as a couple i'd have been like oh my god cute but like it wasn't
1: (laughs) it wasn't at all
0: not at all especially (laughs) because like This is when I started getting mad again, too, because I felt the same way, like, clearly don't even remember her name, like, not at all invested in this. So it's not like, oh, yeah, you're finally, you found the love, so why not get married? First of all, no, don't believe in that. But two, the wedding that they were going to have was so gross, like, in that weird Fake church with, and they make fun of it too. With the pastor who's not wearing shoes, who I think is played by Arsenio Hall. It was so gross and weird. And I was like, "You took this beautiful African woman to yes. c- like crap hole part of Queens into this gross fake church. Like, why? Why are you doing this?" Yeah, I'm like, there. Are, I have been to Queens. I usually <laughs> live in New York.
1: Like, there are p- many places that you could have gone to get married on a short notice that are better than this place. But again, mm-hmm. why are you getting married on short notice? Like, it's like, if he had been up until that point, like, if part of his character development was, I really want to be in love, and, like, that's something I've never experienced before, I would have been like, all right, cool, like, we'll have an Ariel daddy I love him moment. But <laughs> that was nowhere part of his storyline. So I'm like, okay, if the pressure of being Prince of Zabunda is off of you now why do you feel the need to get married at this moment? You've known this woman for a week. Mm -hmm. Like, you, there's no reason to not just date. Like, I just didn't understand what the the accelerated marriage timeline was for, other than for, like, the drama.
0: Which, I love drama, but it, (laughs) it didn't work. Yeah, it didn't work. It was really strange. And it was just, like, at that movie, it felt... Or at that moment, it felt like the movie was running on fumes, mm-hmm. especially because somehow oh Akeem, you know, he <laughs> cat he knows that this is happening. And of course, because he's always just knows where everybody is and what's happening, where, despite Queens being the biggest borough in the New York city, he <laughs> ends up at this weird church and is like able to, you know, object and is like, don't get married. Um, and then of course, Barber girl is like, I don't want to get married here anyway. I'm from Zamunda. So they go back to Zamunda. It's just like. So at the, like, while those two are getting married,
1: like next Doria decides to like invade to, they they come originally to see if Lavelle's going to marry Tiana Taylor, but Lavelle is indisposed in America. And so his daughter, Mika, like, kicks everybody's asses and like the general's just like someone should have told you to be more polite and mika's like fuck you and then her and her sisters and arsenio hall get into this fight sequence and they just kick everybody's asses and i'm like wait i'm confused if this was the solution here why didn't we do this in the first
0: place Like, someone shows up and threatens to assassinate your dad, and you're just rolling with it. Why didn't you just kick his ass the first time? I'm like,
1: wait, so we were really worried about Akeem getting assassinated when his daughters could have just murked these people so fast. Like, I'm really, I'm confused as to why... Like, there was no external pressure if this was the solution. If three (laughs) women under the age of 21 could beat these men's asses, what was the point of this whole movie? Oh, my God. And so, apparently, come to some diplomatic solution that we just don't see because, like, I mean, I would also come to a diplomatic solution if someone was holding, like, a staff to my neck. Like, I don't want to die like that. I'm sure (laughs) Mm -hmm. Wesley Snipes doesn't want to die like that um but i was just like okay all this
0: is getting wrapped up real easily but it could have been wrapped up before any of this movie happened (laughs) and then it made me it definitely at the same time made me think all the time i would have gone back yes i i was just like had so much more free time today what if
1: this could have just been the first 30 minutes of the movie or like i don't even yeah it was a lot it was a lot
0: it was definitely a lot and it was just like what was the? there was really no point in having that subplot basically with how like Quickly, they were able to kick this guy's Mm -hmm. ass, which was like a cool scene because I do love seeing young girls like, as you said, Merc, (laughs) shitty dude. Yeah. Love that. Merc. It it. It was exactly what it was. And uh, seeing Arsenio Hall beat some people up, too, was fun. But yeah, definitely did not need to happen. So then everyone comes back from America. This has happened. So now it's like, oh, we don't actually have to worry about our or um, we don't have to worry about next Doria anymore. So uh, yes. now everyone can be happy, which we could have been happy many, many minutes ago.
1: <laughs> yes, because, yes. like, so they everyone comes back. Uh, Lavelle gets married. And at the wedding party, like, Akeem says to his daughter, he's like, you're going to be the heir. Like, when I go, you're going to be the heir. And I was mm-hmm. just like... This was so easy. Like, I, y'all can't see my face, but I'm just, like, the expression. Of, I was just, like, my yes. eye was twitching. Like, I just, like, I was like, wait, you, it took you this long to get to this conclusion. And what's wild is, like, this movie, in the grand scheme of movies that are far too long, this movie wasn't even that long. This was, like, a tight 90, pretty much. And, like, oh my god, a really? tight. Yes, it, this was, like, it an hour so 43 minutes, maybe. I was, like, this is a short movie. So for, I was like, what has happened for this to take so long to get to this? This could have happened in the first 20 minutes. Like, we all knew Mika would have made a great, like, queen. Then Lavelle mm-hmm. didn't have to get married. And Nextoria got their asses kicked. And now it's fine, apparently. <laughs> it
0: None of it felt earned. Like, nothing right? that happened felt earned to me. <laughs> And like Akeem, so I guess like Akeem has learned something from this and that now he can like be more of a feminist, but yeah, did any of this have to happen for that to occur? Like it was so disappointing that this like kind of happy go lucky dude who just really wanted to like be different than his dad, has suddenly become his dad for, like, really no reason. And now we have to go through. I really thought this movie was, like, at least two hours. It felt so long to it me. Was and I hours. never paused it either. Wow. No, I paused it multiple times. I think it took me, like, two and a half
1: hours to watch it because I kept oh my pausing. God. I mean, I'm also, like, <laughs> theoretically working. I was, But I just kept having to pause it and be like, all right, cool. Mm-hmm. It felt very much like the movie started from the premise that we want to get all these Black stars in a room and in a movie. <clears throat> and then it went backwards from there in terms of like plot and character development. And it was very, a very strange experience, which was made stranger by how egregious the branding in the movie was. Like I don't know if you noticed. Maybe it's because I kept pausing, but I was just mm. like, I have never noticed branding... As much as I did in this movie, like Pepsi, Fashion Nova, Friskies, like oh yeah, Spotify, <laughs> Lyft. I was like, I I can tell this movie. Like I was like, so this movie was so you could get a bunch of black stars in a room, so you could get a shit ton of brand deals. Like that is, it felt like an ad <laughs> for what I don't I don't even know. Like it felt like an extended one of those really extended fifteen minute ads where it's like this is a story, and I'm like I didn't. What was the point? What was the point? It literally should have just been a Super Bowl ad, honestly. Yeah,
0: yeah honestly. <laughs> we didn't need a whole movie. It could have just been a series of little Super Bowl ads. Yes. And that would have been fine. It
1: would have been completely fine. And yeah. I'm like, this is, I think, maybe one of the worst, like, uses of the nostalgia vehicle. Which is so disappointing, because I'm like, I love seeing, like, Morgan Freeman in a movie with, like, James Earl Jones and all these, like, other black stars. hmm But... For what? Like for right. what reason? Like also like salt and pepper showed up and also um and Vogue showed up and I was like, that's cool. I like that into that. Also Gladys I Oh my god, yeah, yeah. that was fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, it just it felt like a randomly stitched together series of like nostalgic moments. And it was I was like, I mean, I'm in I'm enjoying seeing these people, but I feel like there could have <laughs> been a better way to do
0: this. Totally. Totally. Um, I did like also in the very long credits that had like mid-credits and post-credits that they had John Legend from his home. Did you notice that? Did you make it through the credits?
1: I didn't know. Of course I, I didn't. Was, I, <laughs> I heard the, the only John reason. Legend track. I heard John Legend track and I'm going to be honest. John Legend had a moment and I really love Ordinary mm-hmm. People. But, like, whenever Same. I hear John Legend's voice now, I'm just like, I find you so corny. It's honestly ridiculous.
0: Oh, it was peak corny. The only reason my computer, I was Chromecasting from my computer, and I it was in a different room. So, I couldn't really pause it. So, I just let it roll. <laughs> and that's why I saw, like, all of the credits. And also, I was just mad at that point. Yeah. But um, there was that, like, song that was, like, all falsetto that... Um, one of the like attendants sang when he was introducing Tiana Taylor, the mm-hmm. original, like the mm-hmm. first time. So they showed John legend actually performing that in full, oh but it God. was like him, he filmed it in his home, like clearly during the pandemic mm-hmm. and it was like kind of low quality. So that was actually kind of cute. Um uh, But it, it was also very corny. Cause then at the end he was like, love you guys or something like it was really, it was like a YouTube video basically. Yeah. Um But you know, it, it was a, kind of cute way to end. But I agree, like definitely a big waste of lots of black talent from many different generations. Um, Ultimately. Yeah. Just like a big disappointment, especially because as you said, you haven't watched the original in a long time, but I had just watched it the night before and I loved it as a kid And I really did still like it this time. Like, it was funny. It was fun to, like, see New York in the 80s. Because, you know, I wasn't alive then. And I live in Brooklyn now, too. And um, it's, like, a fun, cute rom-com. Like, I do like to see that relationship. But this movie just completely, like, dumps on that one. Like, tries to get the nostalgia, as you said, and fails. Just brutally fails. This insulted the original property, where I'm just like, you...
1: Yeah. It's like you didn't understand what made the movie
0: good. Absolutely. That's exactly it. Um so overall, recommended. Would Definitely recommend watch. It.
1: Definitely. <laughs> I mean, see it so you can see it for
0: yourself. Like I yeah. like
1: my parents will probably like like this movie, I think. Mm-hmm. But just don't go in expecting like the kind of draw of the first movie at all. I am very excited to see the
0: discourse around this
1: movie. Like, I want to see what people think about this movie.
0: I hope we generate the discourse from this podcast. (laughs) Yes, love to see it. That's our show please subscribe to the Slate Spoiler Special podcast feed. And if you like the show, please rate and review it in the Apple Podcast Store or wherever you get your podcasts. If you have suggestions for movies or TV shows we should spoil, or if you have any other feedback you'd like to share, please send it to spoilers at slate.com. And for our Slate podcast listeners, help us make a better Slate by answering our survey. It'll only take a few minutes and you can find it at slate.com slash survey. Our producer is morgan flannery i'm here with rachel hampton and i'm allegra frank thanks for listening it is ryan here and i have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper